Hey everybody, welcome to Downtown Harbor Church. I'm Adam, I'm the lead communicator around here. If it's your first time, we're just excited that you decided to spend some time with us on this Sunday morning. Um, it's being blunt, because this is going to be a pretty blunt message, and it's going to be pretty deep, and it's just going to be uh, just hard for some of us to stomach. It was even hard for me to stomach as I was writing it, but for the next four weeks in the month of June, we are starting a series called, How Do I Move On?, and we're talking about these four different topics that what, uh, when, those get, like, when those happen to our lives and when those impact our lives and we intersect with these ideas or these things that happen to us, it just affects us greatly and deeply. And we have to figure out, how do I move on from this? Furthermore, we have to figure out, what does the scripture say about this? Where is God in all of these things? And so for the next four weeks, we figured we'd just get really lighthearted during the summertime as we started out and talk about disease, disaster, divorce, and death. And so I hope you're going to just buckle up and get ready because it's going to be a fun time, a really uplifting time. Today's going to be really uplifting. Actually, today, I said to the first service, this was the most difficult message that I've ever written since we started Downtown Harbor Church. It's just hard. It's, stomach, it's, it's just hard to stomach what we're going to talk about. So kind of just buckle up and get ready because today we are going to talk about disease. And we are going to talk about illness and what that looks like in each one of our lives. Because here's what's true. Let's just kind of set the playing field. And here's what I believe is true. You probably know someone who is sick. Or maybe you yourself are sick. Maybe you know somebody who's going through an illness or going through a disease. Or you probably in your past have known someone who is going through these things. And then you have to figure out what's your response to that. How do you work through it? How do you deal with the emotional things that go along with people who are actually sick? Because I'll tell you this, just related to illnesses, we will see all kinds of stuff today. We'll see it on social media, and you'll see people who are ill, and they're starting their You Caring pages, and you can go on and get kind of updates. And you'll see people from afar on the news. You see people all over who are just struggling with disease all the time. And if you're in the medical field, you see this more often than you probably even want to. You see people who are just struggling with disease. And there's probably a couple of different kinds of diseases that you see exist or illnesses that you see exist. There are illnesses that kind of come and go, right? They kind of enter your body and then due to modern medicine or, you know, or natural healing or whatever happens for you, you get better, right? You are back on the mend and you're ready to roll again. And then there are some diseases. You get diagnosed and they're chronic and you're going to deal with it your entire life and it's not just really going to take you out of the game yet, but life's just going to be difficult for you to deal with that. And then there are those very rare diseases which pop up into our lives or people that we know that are just so brutally like devastating that actually take people out and they would die from the disease. And so disease is really hard and disease is hard probably because you've dealt with this in some way. If not personally, you've dealt with it with someone that you know. Maybe it's a family member. Maybe it's a friend. Maybe it is the closest person in your life and you've dealt with this idea of disease. And furthermore, disease can be devastating. And so if you're, ask, if you're like me, you ask the question, why? Why does disease happen and how does it, I'm not talking like the spiritual side of things, we're going to get to that in a second, but if you look at the physical side of disease, how does disease enter into someone's life? How does this happen? 
You know, it's, it's really interesting because in Fort Lauderdale, for the last seven years, I have served on a board um, at a local hospital. And we, we look at clinical trials and we look at uh, research studies that are helping patients to get better and to heal. And so what I've learned over my course of time, and those of you who know me, you have to be thinking, wait a second, why are you on this institution board? Look at this guy. And so it's really funny because I'm a community advocate. So there's like research pharmacists and oncologists and like all these like really professional professional people and then there's me. And so it's kind of a funny thing to like just like watch, but I've learned so much in my time being on this board. And what I've learned is about illness that illness generally happens in someone's life from a couple of different ways and here they are. Number 1, you probably have a family history. At least sometimes that's what happens. Medical professionals will ask people when you go in and you're showing symptoms, "Hey, do you have a family history of this? Is someone in your family dealing with this? Because there's genetic stuff that just goes on and passes from generation to generation. And then maybe you get sick or maybe someone gets sick because they have a lack of health. Like they're not a healthy person. They're not exercising or eating right. So just to kind of set the stage here for you guys and me, because I always like to tell you a couple of things about me during these messages. I'm a very unhealthy person. It's just not something that I pride myself on being healthy. I need to do better at eating better. But like, if you look at my dinner, it's like a fifth grader's birthday party. Like there's like goldfish and Cheez-Its and like, you know, it's just, I'm not a very healthy person when it comes to eating. My wife, on the other hand, she is like a health nut and she literally will like eat arugula with olive oil. And I'm like, where's the goldfish? Like, did we get those at the store? One time, she tried to buy these Ritz crackers that just had a hint of salt. I said, excuse me, let's get something clear in this marriage. We get the regular salt on the Ritz crackers, okay? So anyway, but you could have a lack of health, okay? And so that leads to illness, that leads to disease. And the third thing that I could just come up with in my mind that is the most devastating and the most hard to deal with is this, is that when it's just random, there's no real explanation for it. And someone who is a young person gets stricken with an illness and you watch it happen right before your eyes and it, it just becomes devastating. So for these reasons, I think that they can lead to illness and lead to disease. But then you have to ask yourself a question. When it gets really bad and really ugly in a person's life and these things kind of lead to illness and lead to disease, what if the disease takes over? What if the disease, and why I ask this question is because you've known someone in your life who this has happened to. Maybe this has happened to you, and a disease has taken over your body, and you're no longer this healthy, active person that you could be, and the prognosis is not good. And you know why it's so hard to deal with, and you know why this is so emotional for people? Because if we're being honest, we like to be in control of our own lives. Who wouldn't? That's the one thing that when you get on an airplane, everybody says, you know what, I don't know if I love being up here because I feel like I've lost control. When a disease enters your body, you basically, if it gets bad enough, have lost control. You can't control things anymore. And so that's why it's so powerful and personal and emotional. And furthermore, it could even be more powerful and personal and emotional to people that you care about versus even yourself. So what if a disease takes over? What happens to you? What happens to your life? Does your life get all consumed with it? Or do you understand that God is writing a bigger story of restoration and redemption through your story? Because let me tell you something that I believe about God. Here's something that I believe. I believe that God is all-powerful. 
I believe that God is the most powerful creator of the universe, bigger than we could ever grasp or imagine. He is miraculously big. And like I've said this a couple of times here, but we've kind of put him in a box, at least Christianity has. Like he's a white guy with a beard sitting on a cloud, right? And God is, that's not, like he is a huge, powerful God. He created the universe and everything in it, and he is very powerful. And so if God is all powerful, and disease exists in our world, we have to ask ourselves a question. Why? Why would God allow his creation to suffer with disease? Why would God allow bad things to happen to the people that he created and loves? Why would that be? Why would he allow something so horrific, something so bad, to enter our world? Well, I will tell you this. And a lot of people would never stand on this stage and say what I'm about to say, but I'm not everybody. I believe in being different. I believe that's why DHC, Downtown Harbor Church, is so different. I've searched for the answer to this question for a long time. I've searched far and wide, and people who've talked with me about spiritual things and they've wanted to kind of dive in, I've, they, we, this is a question we've talked about so often. And do you want to know what the answer to this question is? Why would God, God allow his creation to suffer with disease? You want to know what the answer is? I don't know. And a lot of people wouldn't say that because there would be some super spiritual answer that we could put before each other and go, yeah, that's it. The answer to this question is, I just don't know because I'm not God and neither are you. And so we can't have everything figured out. But let me tell you something that I feel like I do know. At the creation of all things, when human beings were created and entered the world, there was a moment where evil entered the world and man was no longer right with God. And evil or sin entered the world and things just became dysfunctional. And I believe that as a result of that, even our genetic makeup of, as people has changed. And disease is a direct result of us being separated from God. Disease is a direct result from human beings not being how we were created to be. It's we're separated, and therefore, that's the only logical answer that I could ever give as to why disease has actually entered our world. Because you'll know this if you've been around here for any length of time, but if you're new around here, you probably haven't heard what I'm about to say next, but this is something I believe with all of my heart, that God controlled the creation of all things, not the actions of all things. That we as people and the first humans who were ever created had the ability to do whatever they wanted to do. They had the ability to make choices just like we do. So God, yes, he did control the creation of all things, but he doesn't control the actions of all things. Here's something else, though, that I believe about God. Because he's all-powerful and because disease exists in the world. It's something I believe. I believe that God has the ability to change anything. I believe that God has the ability to change anything, and even disease. And here's, what I, here's, here's how I know this, okay? Because if we look at the life of Jesus, who we believe is the only human incarnation of God to ever walk the face of the earth, who is who he said that he was, who predicted his own death and resurrection. So therefore, I want to listen to what this guy says. And I want to take a look at his life and really understand it so that I can understand who God is to the best of my ability. So if God has the ability to change anything, and that's something I believe, where does that show up in the life of Jesus? Well, I'm glad you asked. Because in Matthew chapter 9, verse 35, it says this. Jesus went through all the towns and villages teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom 
and don't miss this, and healing every disease and sickness. Healing every disease and sickness. So I know that God has the ability to do this because it's a historical documented thing that Jesus did in his life. Okay. So he has the ability because he's all powerful. The supreme being that we'll never be able to understand everything about. It's the power to heal disease and sickness. But don't miss this. But it doesn't mean that he always does. It doesn't mean that he's always going to do that. Now, right now, I want to just take a pause and kind of deviate and give it an ADD moment because I have ADD, okay? This is what I have, okay? Related to God and healing, allow me to tell you a couple things about me personally. This is not the position of Downtown Harbor Church. We don't take stances. We build relationships. But allow me to tell you what I believe about God related to medicine and disease. I believe in modern medicine. I believe that God has blessed and created very talented and practical medical professionals, doctors, nurses, pharmacists, you name it. These people are the most talented people I've ever met. They know what they're doing, and I believe God has blessed them in a way that they are able to actually bring healing to others around them. I believe that's part of it. Second thing, I believe in miracles. I don't know why or how, but I've seen a couple of them happen, and they're miraculous, and you can't explain them. I believe that that's a possibility as well. And the third thing is this, is that I believe that God actually is kind of out there, this supreme being, the supreme power in the universe. I believe also that if you're sick or someone you know is sick, that it is not related to things that you've done that are not in line with God or you've wronged someone else. Let me explain for a second. So often throughout history, and people will tell you this, they will tell you, you're sick as a punishment from God. You're sick because you didn't measure up. You're sick because you did this wrong. Allow me to tell you what I believe that is. Bad theology. I don't believe that that is true. Here's something that I do believe, though, that if you're sick, there's probably a cause for it in some way. Let me just give an example. If you have cirrhosis of the liver because you're an alcoholic, it's not because God is mad at you that it was because you're an alcoholic. It's because you were a drunk, like, right? Like, it's not like he's punishing you for that thing. This is just some behavioral things that you've done that have led there. So don't let people tell you, oh, you're sick. It must be a punishment from God. Bad theology, not true. Now, there was also another time in the scripture where people approached Jesus and they wanted healing. Because word was getting around that Jesus, who was God, had this crazy ability and this crazy power, and he was God, and he was healing people of their sickness. And as hard as that is even for me to believe, like as someone who stands up here week in, week out, as even as hard as that is for me to believe, this next story just kind of revolutionizes what was going on in the time. So, in Luke chapter 17, verses 11 through 19, it says this. It says, Now, on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. And he was going into a village. Ten men who had leprosy met him. Leprosy, a skin disease, where your skin was covered with these scab, boil things that could actually, like, make your limbs fall off. And it was said that if you had leprosy, that you were unclean and that you couldn't even approach the temple or you couldn't even approach anyone because you were that unclean of the time. So 
They stood at a distance and called out to him in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. When he saw them, he said, Go, show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. Meaning, they knew they weren't supposed to go to the priests because of their condition. They weren't allowed. But Jesus said, Hey, go, take a step of faith, and then you'll be cleansed and healed. He did what he said he would do, healed them, and they were healed of the disease. Now, that's not the point of this whole story, though. The point is, it gets a little tricky. One of them, when he saw he was healed, came back, praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him, and he was a Samaritan. Don't miss this word Samaritan because Samaritans and Jewish people, and Jesus was from the Jewish culture, they were not supposed to get along. You may have heard the story of the Good Samaritan before. We've talked about it at DHC. They were not supposed to get along. They weren't even supposed to interact with each other. So this guy, only one of them, Jesus healed 10, only one came back, went and, went and threw himself at Jesus' feet and said, thank you for everything that you've done in my life. Jesus asked, hey, we're not all 10 cleansed. Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give praise to God except this, don't miss this, foreigner? Someone who didn't even belong giving praise. Then he said to him, rise and go. Your faith has made you well. So here's what I want you to know. If you have a disease or get sick, if someone you know has a disease, or they get sick. I believe that there are amazing ways that God has blessed in modern medicine for people to be healed. Now, I believe miracles are possible. If God healing you is in the cards, if you're going to get better, if God healing you is in the cards, here's something I want you to never forget, and this story tells us that at an exponential level. If healing for you is in the cards, don't forget to say thank you. Don't forget to praise God, the one who blessed all of the things that got you to that place. Don't forget to say thank you. But let's shift gears. What if healing, what if getting better for you or someone you know, someone you love and deeply care about, what if it isn't in the cards? What if at the end of the day, you don't get healed? Now, this is going to get really personal in the next few minutes. What if you don't get healed? What if God healing you isn't in the cards? What if for your life that doesn't happen and eventually you end up with an illness and you're stricken and you're not getting any better and you're not going to get any better or the person you care about the most, whether it's maybe your spouse or your children or your parents or your grandchildren, what if they're stricken and they never get better and healing is not in the cards for those people or you? Don't forget to say thank you. And let me tell you why. Let me tell you why this is so important. Because so often when disease happens, people make disease their entire life. People make disease 
the only thing they think about, the only thing they talk about, the only thing they dwell on, and they figure, even if I die from this, this is the end of my story. I will tell you this, your story is bigger than a disease. Your story from start to finish with your kids and spouse and family and all of the people who you would interact with throughout your life and the great things you get to do in your community and the great things you get to do being engaged with the local church, your story is bigger than that one moment with a disease. So even if he doesn't happen for you, don't forget to say thank you. Now, one of my favorite television shows from all time is Lost. I don't know if anybody ever watched it back in the day, but it was one of our favorite shows, and my wife was scared to death of that smoke monster. Like, she literally was, like, scared to death of that thing. But anyway, on the series finale of Lost, I'm going to take you on a television journey for a second. On the series finale of Lost... In this flash sideways sequence that went throughout the entire season, the entire cast of the show was in the afterlife. And I'm not condoning that that's what the afterlife is like because we don't really know all the details about that. I'm just using this as an example. But one by one, the characters would discover that they had died on earth and they were now transported to this other place. And when the main character of the entire series, his name was Jack, when he found out in the series finale that he was dead, he was shocked. He was shocked. And then, in this afterlife moment, he met his father. And they embraced, and he asked his dad, he goes, Dad, are you dead too? And he goes, mm-hmm. And then he goes, Dad, are all the people who are waiting in this other room, are they dead? And his dad looked at him, and he said something that I will never forget. It was just a quote from a show but it changed perspective for me a little bit. And it was so interesting. He said this to his son. He goes, Jack, everybody dies sometime, kiddo. Some before you, some long after you. Don't let your story, which is a bigger story, a story about your life, a story about the people that you love, a story about how you can help change our community around you. Don't let it just be consumed by disease because here's the truth at the end of the day. If your life is consumed by a disease, you don't have much of a life to live anymore. And I'm not talking about physically because some of us who might have a disease would have a long time to live. But it's just about emotionally and mentally being engaged with others in your community. And so many people with diseases, you know what they do? They check out. They check out on God. They check out on faith. They check out on other people. They check out on church. Why? Because they are consumed. And here's the problem. Here at the end of the day, here is the problem. Disease can be all-consuming, especially if it's bad enough that it's going to take somebody you know out or you out. It can consume your mind and your thoughts and your actions. But if we let that happen, then the disease is winning. I'll tell you this. I believe that God controlled the creation of all things but does not control the actions of all things. And I truly believe from the bottom of my heart that disease is an evil, dastardly thing that rips people apart because we let it. And God, who is bigger than that, teaches us that he will always be with us. He will never, ever lead us, leave us. And just because we have a disease doesn't mean that he is not there. I told you at the beginning this was the most difficult message I've written, and I will tell you why. 
Those of you who know me know this little fact or factoid. Those of you who don't, you probably don't know this about me. But um, I have been for a long time, and I'm doing better, just so everybody knows. I have been a very severe hypochondriac. If you don't know what hypochondriacs are, they are people who think they have diseases, but they really don't have them. And Googling symptoms on WebMD only makes it worse, let me tell you. So for me, let me tell you what I'm very fearful of. Disease. For a long time, I was crippled with fear. And I had to deal with it. And I dealt with it. And in my mind, I was like, how could, when I was struggling so much, I was like, how could God, how could God allow his people who he's created to suffer through these things? How could this happen? But you know what I've determined through my, like, finding in my own personal journey? God does not allow us to suffer. He's right there in the suffering with us. He is. Illness. Illness doesn't equate to God's absence. Just because you are sick doesn't mean he's not there. Doesn't mean his love is any less. Just because someone you know is sick or ill doesn't mean that he's not there or his love is any less. Somebody said something to me about 10 years ago that changed my life a little bit related to disease and illness. It wasn't a fun fact, but I was struggling, and uh, this is something that really helped in what I had to deal with. A buddy of mine said to me, he goes, you know, he goes, you live long enough, you're probably going to get something. Just the way that it works, you're probably going to get something. I don't know what it's going to be, whether it's MS, cancer, diabetes. I have, I've had them all, by the way, just if you're hypochondriac, that's what you've had. You've had them all, right? But here's, here's the truth. More than likely, at the end of the day, we're all going to get something. And the reason we talk about this at Downtown Harbor Church is because we don't want to say things that people don't understand. We want you to leave here and be able to put this into practice right when you leave this room. Because here's the truth. Someone you know is probably sick. Someone you know is probably dealing with something. Someone in this room might get sick. So we want to talk about it and talk, how to, talk about how to deal with it. But here's what I know. Illness does not equate to God's absence. He is still there. So instead of letting it consume your life and thinking that your life is over and thinking that your story is done, Understand that you are a part of a bigger story and that God is writing a story through your life of restoration and redemption in your community and with your family. So rather than check out when disease happens, rather than be angry, rather than be so hostile toward God and environment and others, I think maybe we should do what Jesus told us to do. Because it's not easy. Anything I'm saying today is extremely difficult. This is what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. He said, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. You know why this was so hard for me to write and unpack and do? Because as I was writing this, faces came to my mind, faces came to my heart of people who have been sick. Some are still with us, some aren't. And this was really difficult for me to kind of work through and understand because it's sad and it's difficult and it's hard. And you know what? If you were being honest with yourself, there are faces and names in your heart and your mind right now as well. But here's what I want you to know. 
the end of the day, at the end of the day, I believe this to the core of my being. If you are sick, it doesn't mean that God's love is absent. And so often, we put the two together to say things didn't go my way, so God must be gone. Things didn't go the way that I think they should for this person. God must be gone. God is alive. God is with you during the mess. God is with you during the storm. Don't miss that. That's his promise to us. And you know how I know that he, he, that he promised us that? Because he sent his only son to his death so that we could live. That's how I know his love is an absent when we're sick. And gang, here's the deal. This topic is not necessarily an uplifting one or a light one, but it's one that we just needed to talk about. I told you all a couple of weeks ago about my second cousin who got diagnosed with stage four brain cancer. He's 32, two kids. I had to ask these questions again. And we all know someone with something like that going on. And here's the truth. Maybe you have that going on. Don't give up on God. Don't give up on the local church. Don't let a disease, a moment, a tragedy consume your life. Write your bigger story. Sing it loud for the world to see because all we have to do to show God's glory is to love our neighbor as ourself. And if we're consumed with all of that, we're not going to be able to do it. Let me pray for us. Dear God, thank you so much for who you are. We always just stop and say thanks because you are the creator of all things that we don't even necessarily understand all of that, but we believe it. And so, Lord, I pray that you would surround us with your grace and peace and mercy and hope as we deal with this. This is such a difficult topic. It's such a difficult idea. But why we talk about it is because in the scriptures, it was there. It was there then, it's there now. So help us to unpack it. And God, just right here now in this place, we as a local church, for those who we know who are ill and are sick in our own lives, names and faces who are in our hearts come to our mind, we pray for them. We pray that you would heal them. We pray powerfully that you would move through the hands of medical professionals or in a miraculous way, you would heal people who are struggling with illness. And Lord God, we know that you are so awesome and so good. And so we just pray that you would bless those people who are dealing with it and help us to grasp it and understand it as well. Today we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen.